We're back. We're back with another fucking episode of a fucking podcast. Uh, we just want to say thank you very much for our listeners for our first episode. Everyone thank gave you. us such great feedback yes. and constructive criticism, but we're taking yes. it all. We love it all. Give us yes. more. If yes. there's anything you want to let us know that we're doing wrong or right, let us know. We love that shit. Yes, guys. Thank you so, so, so much for not only listening, but for following. Shout out to everybody who reposted us on their social media. Guys, we appreciate you so fucking much. You have no fucking idea. So thank you so, 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 so much. The constructive criticism is always welcome. And we heard you guys. We are taking it into account. We are doing better. But then thank you so much for all of the good feedback that everyone gave us as well. It really encouraged us. And we're back with another fucking episode. So this episode, we are going to be talking about something that is very controversial these days, even Mm -hmm. though it should not be at all, because it's very fucking simple. It is about Black Lives Matter. I don't know why this is even a controversial thing. We're going to get more into that later. So this movement was created in 2013. It was created by three Black females. It was in response to the acquittal of George Zimmerman after Trayvon Martin's case. Alicia Garza, Patrice Coulors, and Opal Tometi. If I am butchering your name, I'm so sorry. I promise (laughs) I'm trying my best. These three females basically created and built this project. It was a Black-centered political project, which they ended up hashtagging Black Lives Matter. So this movement really took off after 2013. That's when it first started. In 2014, we saw it get brung up again when Mike Brown was murdered by Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson. There were many peaceful protests in the beginning. No one was fighting or looting or anything, but they turned into riots in Ferguson when police showed up. You know, the police decided our peaceful protests were not peaceful, and they decided to brutalize the protesters. They tear gassed them. They shot them with rubber bullets. Eventually, this movement has spread throughout the entire country, as we see today, and even throughout the entire world. Honestly, we have people in Europe fighting for us right now, and they don't even live in the states which is amazing i feel yeah almost every year and every single month we are seeing dozens of black citizens and people within the black community being wrongfully murdered by the police this has led to the enormous expansion of the black lives matter movement something that has come out of the black lives matter movement that shouldn't at all is the all lives matter movement something we need to explain to you guys the all lives matters movement is complete bullshit okay bullshit complete If you support this movement, what you don't understand is no one is saying that fuck white people, fuck fuck Hispanics, fuck Asians. No one is saying that shit, okay? The fact is black people right now are dying at the hands of the police at an alarming rate. When we say, for example, save the turtles, does that mean, you know, fuck the rest of the aquatic animals? Like, fuck fuck sharks. Fuck the fucking dolphins. Fuck Fuck the dolphins. Fuck the killer whales. No, we're saying save the fucking turtles because turtles are fucking endangered. Mm -hmm. such as we are right now, the black community. It is literally that simple. No one is saying white people don't matter. No one is saying your race doesn't matter. The fact is black people right now need this movement. Yes, we need this movement in order for our lives to even start mattering at all because clearly they don't. Black people are the ones that are experiencing the most racism out of any other race or ethnicity. And denying that is actually siding with the oppressor. Not only is the black community getting hurt at the hands of the police, they're also getting hurt by medical professionals, employers, judges,
is they are being stereotyped and judged so much more than any other ethnicity or race. Black people do the same crime as whites and are most often, almost 100% of the time, given a longer sentence just for the color of their skin. I also want to bring up is, you know, new movements that are coming out, like the soldier in Fort Hood who was murdered by another soldier. And it was probably a cover-up. It was probably by many more. But that movement right now, people are saying, why don't you guys bring this up? And bringing up less supported movements or other injustices of people of other races and comparing them to Black Lives Matter does not help anyone in any way. By repeating this rhetoric, all you are doing is trying to discredit Black Lives Matter. Instead of comparing one another, you need to be the voice of that movement. You need to organize, sign petitions, raise your social media presence, but do not compare or say, well, why is nobody talking about XYZ, you know? Of course, everyone is fighting for her too, but by saying these things, all you're saying is, well, if Black Lives Matter, why doesn't this matter? And no one's saying it doesn't. That's just something else we need to talk about in its own space. We don't have to bring up Black Lives Matter to talk about that. My two little sisters and I actually ended up going to two different protests at the beginning of June. The two different protests were actually hosted by two different groups. The first one was hosted by high school students. It was actually a very peaceful, calm, family-friendly protest. It kind of mostly seemed like a parade. Now looking back at it, comparing it to other protests, comparing it to the second protest that went to, we heard so many different stories and speeches from people within the community who have grown up here, grown up with us, and have experienced their racism within the community, outside of the community. We heard from people who moved over 60 years ago and have lived their entire lives in Bergenfield and how they've seen the diversity evolve and change within Bergenfield. I think that the speeches at the end of the first protest were the most meaningful. For the second protest, it was actually a very peaceful protest when I arrived. It was hosted by high school alum and it was not in coordinates with the police department or the town. I did hear though when I arrived to the protest, prior to everyone attending the protest, the police department actually came in, squatted up in riot gear in a bus ready for the protest and a lot of the organizers had to come up to these police officers and let them know that it was not needed, that this was going to be a peaceful protest. There was going to be no rioting, no looting. Um, the initial speeches were amazing. We heard many different viewpoints and, you know, got, really got the motivation going and the energy up for the crowd and for the protest. In order to bring good energy into the protest, the point isn't to come in and have bad energy. So I think that they did an amazing job in regards to having speeches prior to. The protest, basically, we walked on the main avenue and we headed for our town hall. Once we got to the town hall, that's where we stopped. Everyone gathered, more stories were shared, more speeches were said there was poems and we continued to chant we continued to say their names we took a knee we took a moment in silence so that was really powerful really impactful after those two protests I actually experienced another protest I wasn't within the protest but I was actually driving with my family by a train station there was actually a small group of young students gathered with signs they were chanting honestly I don't know if it's bad to say but I felt like it was such an awkward moment for me because it was such a moment 
where it's like I want to be out there chanting with them and I want to be out there protesting with them but I couldn't all I could do was just kind of sit there in the car and look at them and I didn't want to seem like I didn't support the movement what I ended up doing is we rolled down our windows my mom started honking my sisters and I we started chanting we put our fists up that was definitely like a new experience as to what I've seen on social media and how I felt the past few weeks it's just honestly been heartbreaking to see everything I have cried multiple times just going through my feed on Twitter and honestly it's very toxic on social media right now it's good that everyone is spreading this movement but you guys have to remember try to stay off social media for at least a couple hours a day we can't it's not normal for us to see this all day without that affecting our mental health it's incredibly depressing to see people being murdered and just the injustices Mm -hmm. committed on the black community for sure i think it's actually healthy to and it's okay to log off to be able to take a step back and i think that during this times a lot of people are feeling pressured to go Mm -hmm. on social media and keep on posting and keep on spreading awareness which yes it's great and of course we should be doing that but if you're going on social media more than you normally do like there's a certain point where social media period is unhealthy but with everything going on like katie said it's yeah it's not healthy for us to be seeing these things that we don't see every single day unfortunately these are things that have always happened but now are being televised and they're being recorded and they're being published in all social media platforms it's crazy because you see so much stuff on twitter and i feel like i see a lot of stuff on tiktok i love tiktok i was a person who hated tiktok now i love it i use tiktok as a way to you know distract myself to you know laugh about life so i i use it to get away from you know all my thoughts that's the one app i would use to you know distract myself and now i'm seeing all this stuff on it and i i do love the support and everyone coming out but at the same time like i said this is like too much sometimes so sadly i've been skipping through some tiktoks but that's just like what you need to do for your mental health also don't feel like you need to be posting 24 7 about this because i tried and it's just it's so much just try your best to you know support the movement but don't overwork yourself in it you know for the following segment we are actually going to be talking to you guys about the change that is needed we first off must acknowledge the enormous amount of things in the western culture that are still rooted within the slave days there are things that we spend our whole entire life consuming that come from racist roots so to begin one example would be the ice cream truck song i actually learned this very recently i learned it from katie that the ice cream truck song was actually a racist song created in 1916 it basically depicted black people as mindless burden who just devoured slices of watermelon it's crazy because so many people don't know this i personally did not know this myself until katie told me about it and the reason why we don't know is just because we're only hearing the tune we are not hearing the lyrics but yet every single ice cream truck that you see passing around town other towns parks anything they're all playing that specific tune so that's something that needs to change another example would be the university of florida gator song it's called gator bait basically this gator bait term was derived by 
by crocodile hunters who actually used black babies and children, placed them at the edge of different bodies of water, and then these innocent black babies and children were eaten by crocodiles and alligators whom hunters were trying to capture to eat them and to skin them because crocodile skin was actually very expensive. So that is crazy that we still have a university in 2020 that is still using these racist songs. Oh no, they actually changed it. Thank God. But it, it's crazy. That, <laughs> it's crazy that they just changed it now, you know? Like they knew Why this, now? Exactly. That's the whole they thing. They knew Why this now? term. They of course I didn't know this term, but clearly they knew it. What took so long? Like why do we have to wait to bring these things up for these things to change, you know? Exactly. And then that follows up with the whole entire Aunt Jemima situation. So Aunt Jemima is owned by Quaker that's owned by Pepsi. And basically, the Aunt Jemima brand, it was built on racist imagery. And it feeds into the racist stereotypes about women of color, which is something that now the company has publicly stated that they are going to do a revamp and they're going to change everything. If this was derived from racist roots, why are we continuing to support this? Why are we not talking about it? Why is there still not enough exposure about it? Which leads me to the last one and probably the most popular one because I know that I've heard it and I know that almost 100% of you guys have heard it, which is the Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo song. So it's Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo. you know, the song Catch a N-word by the toe. That's what the original song was, which is ridiculous. I didn't even know that until like maybe a year or two ago. And it's like, it's crazy because we are finding these things out like between each other you know like people on social media are posting this and this is how we are finding out nowhere in like school or anything like that are we learning that all these things in our lives that we have been consuming unknowingly Mm -hmm. have racist roots which is ridiculous like we are literally like this country the community the black lives matter movement are are teaching each other yeah it's so sad that these are things that are not being taught within our school systems and it's something that needs to start being to be taught within our school systems like we cannot let this continue like why are elementary teachers and parents guidance counselors allowing children to sing these songs when they know what the roots are yeah when they know what these songs actually mean and they let these kids grow up singing these songs without knowing and then here we are 10 years later finding out and being like what the fuck singing racist songs against ourselves like what yeah like that is not okay and even myself as someone who has two little sisters like that is not something that I want and to be normalized within a school district that that is absolutely not okay Mm -mm. so something else we need to talk about apart from the things that need to be changed are the things that no one gives a fuck about and they do not need to be changed like these are really stupid things that are being changed when no one has asked no one cares about it at all and I'm gonna give you a couple of examples so the first example I saw this I think last week was correct me if I'm wrong it was a show Golden girls i know a lot of people know golden girls i didn't watch that i'm sorry i don't watch white people shows <laughs> that are old yeah i didn't watch that but, either <laughs> so basically i had seen it on daily mail or something where the cast in the show they were wearing like face masks and it was like you know a mud face mask like they had like a spa 
gear on, you know, like a headband, you know, their hair and fucking rolos. I don't even know how to say it in English. They had a face mask on and apparently this scene was like removed from Netflix or whatever from Hulu because it was considered blackface. Sir, It was literally a charcoal mask. We know what face masks are, okay? Like, no one said it was blackface. See, that's some stupid shit right there. Why the fuck are you guys comparing this to that? And that's what, like, is is discrediting basically the Black Lives Matter movement by doing Mm -hmm. stupid shit like that. As well as, I didn't even notice this, and I am an Office fan. I've rewatched The Office multiple times. In one episode, I think it's like for a Christmas episode where it's Dwight's Christmas episode, he shows up to work as the German Santa Claus. He comes like, you know, with like some hunter, like fur on him and shit. And there's just like a little bit of mud on his face. Not even like his face just looks dirty. And I saw this week that the episode, the scene was removed from Netflix because it was considered blackface. Like if y'all don't shut the fuck up, I swear to God. He has literally, literally like a piece, a little bit of dirt on his face. That is not blackface. We know what literal blackface is. So doing stupid shit like this, removing stuff and then get people getting mad about it, that is discrediting what we are really fighting for. And it's just, we know what real blackface is. Real blackface, of course, should be removed from the air, removed from TV everywhere. But stupid shit like this, no one gives a fuck. I promise you. No, and to add on, like, we might as well call out fucking Disney Plus. Because Disney Plus has literally every single fucking show from the beginning of everything, and there are numerous racist and blackface references that are still up, but they are super fucking quiet about the whole entire situation because they just want to get their views and they want to get their fucking money and they want to get their memberships and like why are we targeting things that don't even see that that are clearly not blackface but yeah we are not focusing on what is blatantly blackface and blatantly racist also in shows like the office or like it's always sunny in philadelphia and i know some other shows these shows clearly portray their like characters as complete idiots they are fucking dumbasses and so everything they do in that show wrong it's literally to show that these are wrong things to do you know these are things you should not do it's a satire that you know some people may not get but the intentions are you know bad in any way they're trying to teach you in a humorous way i feel so it's like removing stuff like this that are that's actually teaching you you know why blackface is bad like it's always sunny in philadelphia had an episode i don't remember the episode that well but i remember every time they do some stupid shit you know everyone knows the cast is like literally made of of complete idiots dumbasses so it's like we know these things already like you don't have to i don't know it's just yeah gets me mad katie have you heard about everything going on with white chicks and about how some people are trying to cancel white chicks because apparently (laughs) it's racist because it's white face like no because it's apparently racist towards black people so i actually saw this on what i saw this on tiktok and i don't see any explanation for it because the way that one girl described it on tiktok which unfortunately like i i don't know her at name or anything like that but she basically was talking about how the show literally is 
comedically showing white privilege. It is showing two black men dressing up as white females and showing how stupid their white privilege is. They are also making fun and poking fun at the fetishizing black people because they have a black man who fetishizes white women. So there's this whole entire thing I saw oh all on TikTok. Honestly, I don't fucking get it, but it's just kind of like, why the fuck are we talking about Here's white the chicks? Thing. Exactly. Why the fuck are we not saying their names? Why the fuck are we not signing petitions? Why the fuck are we not doing things Who that cares are actually about proactive? That shit. Like, no, bitch. Why are you so fucking hurt about white chicks? Bitch, white chicks, get the fuck out of here. If this whole entire thing pisses me off because like you're so right. Like we are focusing on things that are so stupid and that are being changed when literally nobody has asked for it. White face, like this is the thing you guys have to understand. Some comedy shows, movies, they do stupid shit. They say stupid shit on purpose. And we know that it is so stupid. And that's how they want us to take it. They want us to know that this is literally the dumbest things someone can do. And if you take that seriously, then I don't know what to tell you. That's your problem. But most of us, most of fucking society knows what satire is and knows what fucking humor is or dark humor. Let me tell you what we really want. We don't care about some old TV shows some old movies no one gives a fuck, fuck about that, that. yo yeah. unless they're super racist like on purpose if they're not no one gives a fuck this is what we are really fighting for we want police reform we want to defund the police and that doesn't mean some people do want the police to just banish completely but also you know that's just not practical we need someone to patrol the streets you know to keep us safe but what we need to do is defund them we need to demilitarize them why the fuck are they do they have tanks why do some police exactly. stations have tanks and shit like that and you know crazy ass guns war guns like for what you're literally just giving tickets all day maybe especially in New Jersey where you can't oh. even fucking legally carry around a fucking gun so exactly. what the fuck are you protecting yourself from like you want, please explain it to me we want them to be defunded and not completely either but they get a lot of money and we want that money to be put towards other things like funding education education and housing and you know funding the workforce you know things that actually help people because right now police are not fucking helping almost anyone they are doing i don't even know what's going on in the police fucking world right now but they are clearly making an ass of themselves they are trying their best to you know look worse every day somehow i don't know yo but katie's so right we need to defund the police and we need to allocate that money to things that are actually important such as education Mm -hmm. education bitch that is one of the things that would fix so many fucking problems if people are educated from a young fucking age we could do so fucking much if johnny two shoes is educated from fucking preschool that racism is wrong johnny two shoes is gonna go home to mommy and daddy and you'll be like mommy daddy why are you racist and then exactly. in the middle of fucking shop right mommy and daddy gonna look at themselves i look at each other and be mad fucking embarrassed because that's what the fuck i did i fucking remember when i was fucking like 12 years old i was in fucking toys r us and my parents were being racist and i called them out on their fucking bullshit and they were so fucking embarrassed 
Daenerys. And I did my fucking part in order to fucking educate them. And they are fucking changed people now. And they fucking understand. And they support the movement. So it's just kind of like education is the fucking basis. How are we expecting our young adults to be educated and make smart decisions if we are not educating them from a young age? Instead, we're over here giving hella fucking money to these policemen to just be sitting in their fucking cars eating donuts all fucking day. Oh my god. And let's talk about how this literally they are just doing nothing all day teachers have to fund their own classrooms their supplies everything kit books they need to fucking take that money the little bit of money that the government gives them for the big the huge ass job they do they have to take their own money and fucking buy supplies for these children they have to take their own money buy fans buy i don't think they buy acs i hope not but i know many schools do not have air conditioning or you know central heating or whatever and it's like why do teachers need to take money out of their own pockets for this it's just ridiculous it really is we also need to allocate more money towards affordable health care especially within our poor fucking communities our poor and black communities they are the ones who need it the fucking most so we mm-hmm. need to start allocating more money into health care and make affordable health care for all not just a selected fucking group but for all and we need to fucking end this government corruption which is it may seem like it's so far-fetched and unattainable and it's not a realistic goal but we have to make it a fucking realistic goal because how the fuck else are we supposed to how we almost, cannot continue the way that we are almost everyone in the government is corrupt the democrats the republicans everyone mm-hmm. the, the point is however the democrats we are not in a fucking cult-like fucking mind state where we follow whatever our fucking president says yes we're gonna fucking inject ourselves with this medicine just for coronavirus no only fucking dumbass supporters of you know who do that shit democrats we are not gonna follow joe biden like as a cult we are gonna call him out on the shit that he does wrong how and fucking sh- yes we will so that is that is the difference between republicans and democrats right now or some most republicans right now not all but also even in like local government yeah. in the senate in the house of representatives most of them are corrupt most 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 are corrupt and we need to fight against that and defunding the police is kind of the first step there it i don't maybe there is correlation maybe not but it is a first step to to getting somewhere for sure we also need exactly. criminal justice reform there are people in jail right now in prisons right now serving life sentences for selling a fucking bit of weed or coke or some stupid shit like that people rape people they murder people and they get away with this shit and then the people who are non-violent felons have to stay their whole lives locked up just for some stupid petty crime like how is it that brock turner only got three months well six but he got out early on good behavior so he only got three months after raping an unconscious woman behind some fucking trash can and yet if my cousin let's say because he's black got caught selling a little weed he would fucking probably get like 20 years in jail isn't that fucking ridiculous george zimmerman he murdered a fucking 14 13 year old kid i don't remember how old he was and he fucking was acquitted he he walked free and now he's fucking selling skittle packets packages that he signs and shit like how does that make sense in anyone's mind you cannot deny that at this point this country is just completely racist like if you say no this country's blah 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 blah, you're fucking wrong this country's 
fucking racist. Everything about it is racist. So fucking get yeah. it together. Yeah, if you think this country is not racist, you need to get out from underneath fucking Patrick's Rock and open mm-hmm. your fucking eyes. Because that's some bullshit. And if you have not experienced racism, that does not mean that it does not exist. Let's make that so fucking clear. Be- just because one person does not experience it does not mean that that gets to knock down everyone else's experience when they've experienced racism. No, all voices need to be fucking heard. And if you have not experienced racism, bitch, you're privileged. You're so fucking privileged. So you no, your they're privilege. lying. They're fucking lying. Everyone that's a person of color has experienced racism in one way or the other. You have experienced racism as a Hispanic. I have as a Hispanic and as a black person. Mm-hmm. Asians have, you know, Indians, you know, Native Americans, everyone, but basically white people. Now white people are experiencing not racism but you know we're calling them out and they are crying about it now but i'm sorry this is the fucking fucking truth yeah too fucking bad sorry to open your fucking eyes to what we have been living with our entire fucking lives Mm -hmm. and you're only getting a taste like calling someone a karen and you find that that offensive like sweetie you're the problem you're the problem if you find karen offensive you're the problem Oh my god, let's not even fucking us no, that's not. that. Anyways, one of the last things that we want to change in this country is gun laws. It, I just don't understand why it's just not common sense. It should be just common sense. Why the fuck does anyone need an AK-47 or like any fucking military gun or anything? Like for what? For who? Like who, who are you planning to shoot exactly? Please tell me. You don't need a fucking AK-47 to kill a fucking deer so you can't say you can't say it's for hunting so that's already out the door so exactly for what and if you I like do. guns and you like all that shit, like, get a fucking toy gun. Make that shit real <laughs> as fuck. Display it out on your fucking bed. Masturbate to it. I don't give a fuck what you do. No. But, like, why the fuck do you need it? Like, there's I, really no fucking need. I do think guns are necessary, but not those type of guns. Yeah. Pistols. No, I agree. Handguns, you know, are okay. You know, we, I want to get a gun myself to defend myself because, you know, I'm fucking Mm -hmm. five foot tall. Like, I'm five feet tall. Anyone could probably kill me if they wanted to. And a gun would be my only, you know, line of defense. So I agree that some guns, you know, should remain legal. There should be stricter guidelines as to who is allowed to get a gun license and who is allowed to purchase certain guns. Mm -hmm. That needs to be so much more stricter. And I get it. I understand that for anything and everything there's always going to be a black market but we need to at least control what we can control. And setting up a higher standard for these guidelines is going to be the first step into actually doing something productive. Not just letting anyone and anyone get a fucking gun just for the fucking heck of it. So many fucking sad mass murders could have been avoided if we had common sense gun laws and like you said people are always going to find a way to get what they want if they try that hard but most most people will not if someone says i can't get a gun guess what i'll just be like okay i'm not gonna get a gun i'm not gonna go fucking spend my life searching for one Mm -hmm. like most people are law-abiding citizens but the few that are not are threatening so many lives. So this next segment, we are going to be informing you guys as to where you can donate and how to support small black-owned businesses. So to start off, the official Black Lives Matter affiliate partners are the Black Alliance for Just Immigration, the Color of Change, 
the Movement for Black Lives, and the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund. These are organizations that directly use their donations to help the black community. So if you want to donate to any organizations, these are the ones to do so. And these are officially the Black Lives Matter affiliated partners. Last but not least, we have a couple small businesses that we want to go ahead and showcase, let you guys know a little bit about them. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with one of my friends that I actually met in college. Her at name for Instagram is HBB Agency. So basically, HBB Agency is a digital marketing agency hosted by, of course, a powerful boss as black female. One of our middle school, high school friends from Bergenfield, you probably know her, at Hey Aisha, I-E-A-S-H-A. She is running a lifestyle YouTube channel. You should definitely check her page out. She has hilarious videos. I actually saw her last one recently about OnlyFans and, you know, creating it just to see what what happens. And it was hilarious. <laughs> it, was, it was a good video. And, you know, she got me thinking, maybe I should. Let's not say more. <laughs> The next one is going to be shadow dot inspiration underscore LLC. So basically this business is an alternative and holistic health services. She is so amazing if you are into crystals, spirituality, zen, energies, all that good stuff. Her page is absolutely amazing. I know her personally. She is such a wonderful soul. Our next business to showcase is Charms designed by Kay, K-A-Y. She sells lip glosses, hair clips, bracelets, and she is just starting her business so make sure you check out her instagram page and support her yes next one is calm aura 444 and she is an all natural and soothing hair and skincare products company her page is super amazing and she got those angel numbers so you know that's gonna be good vibes coming from her page for sure our next business is at i art vision and she has a closing line and creates graphics for people who enjoy art you should definitely check her out she has really cool graphics really new up-and-coming stuff that i haven't seen before Mm-hmm. Next business is at Stay Pressed by Gal. <laughs> Love that. And she does handmade custom luxury press-on nails and is actually based in South Florida. If you want to get your hair done, get your nails did, hit that bitch up. You already know she's going to hook you up. Our next business is at Naomi, And she sells premium closure wigs. So like I said... Get your hair done. Get your nails did. Okay? You need to hit up these two girls for sure on their Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. And while you get that done, you better get some fucking nice-ass eyelashes. So follow at Beauty by KCK. She sells beautiful long silk and mink eyelashes. So head on over. I might buy some. You know I still don't know how to put on eyelashes. Oh, my God. I'm trying, okay? I've been trying, but I do not know how to do that shit. It took me a couple years, girl. Years? Okay, I'm giving up. (laughs) (laughs) I'll buy some though to support, you know. No, you know what we gotta do? We gotta get one of those magnetic ones. No, I got those and I could not do it. (laughs) Even my friend tried to help me, it came out terrible. 
Our next business is at Lux Princess Co. She specializes in vegan and cruelty-free lip glosses and cosmetics. So if you are about that vegan life, if you love animals, definitely check her out. She's got the hookup. Our next business is at B-R-I-N-A-Z dot C-O and she sells style clothing apparel. Our next business is at Truly, A-M-A-R-E, and she has a vegan skincare line. All her products are handmade, and they are all natural and made with love. The next boss black-owned business is Boss Lima underscore beauty. That is spelled at B-O-S-S-L-I-M-A-H underscore beauty. And she sells accessories from head to your toes. Our next business is at Be The Trend Boutique. And she sells swimwear and women's apparel. So, you know, summer is here. And even though we're stuck inside all day, you know, you can still take selfies. Buy that. Buy them swimsuits, girl. You can still tan in your backyard. Yeah, you can still (laughs) take some bomb-ass pictures. Buy those swimsuits. Our next business is crochets underscore by underscore me. So that's C-R-O-C-H-E-T-S underscore by underscore M-I. And she specializes in crochet braids, installs, and her page. Oh my God, guys. She does such an amazing job. They look so, so beautiful. Go check her out. And if you guys want to look for any other Black-owned businesses in Jersey and Tampa, we have just the pages for you. So the one for New Jersey is at Black-owned Jersey. And basically, this page showcases all kinds of Black-owned businesses in New Jersey. And their page goes on for days. So you will find all kinds of things on there. You're going to find uh, photographers, DJs, good-ass food. Go check them out. They're so fucking amazing. And to my Tampa babies you can follow at black owned TPA they showcase all kinds of black owned businesses in Tampa Florida so thank you guys for listening to this episode we know it's a long one and it is very informative but it's something that everyone needs to hear and I feel like we addressed a lot of topics in the black lives matter movement that people should really know. So if you guys want to appear in our future episodes, please submit any stories, questions, or thoughts into our DMs at a fucking podcast on Instagram. You already know my Instagram is kdc007007, like George O'Malley, not really. Anyways... (laughs) Daniela. And of course, you can always follow me at Chica Glow with three W's. I just got a new Instagram, so don't get fooled by the low follower account. Just go in there and support. And of course, like every other episode, right when we are about to end, we of course want to do a nice little gratitude moment. So I started off last episode, so why don't you go, Katie? What are you grateful for today? I am grateful for my puppy, Benji. I love him so much. He makes me so happy. And this is him sniffing the headphone. Oh, (laughs) yeah, you can put it here. It's so good. But yeah, that's my baby. And I love him. What are you grateful for? For today, I am grateful 
for alcohol. I had a really stressful day at work, and coming home and being able to drink a nice little beer really calmed me down. I literally was gonna say alcohol too because of my white claws in front of me, but I thought maybe not seem like an alcoholic on the second episode. Well, I'm 100% real with you guys, so I don't go fuck. (laughs) All right, guys. So for the next episode, we are not going to release you our episode topic or theme. It is a complete surprise, but you better tune the fuck in. Ooh la la. It's gonna be real motherfucking juicy. Alright, oh. guys. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys for listening to our episode. We appreciate all of you very much. We are grateful for you. Okay? We are very we are grateful, grateful to all of our listeners. And you will be hearing our voices next time. Yes, thank you for fucking listening and you'll hear us fucking next time. Bye fucker. Bye fucker. See ya.